InvestTalk listeners ask Steve and Justin what they use for their winning investment research. And the answer is YCharts, quality data with easy-to-use tools. Start your free trial now at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. everybody and thanks for joining me today on invest talk i do appreciate it every day here at four or five pacific time monday through friday i do really appreciate it sincerely i do it's friday november 2nd my favorite holiday in this month halloween you know it's not halloween thanksgiving okay and do you, you do remember that you got to turn back the clocks this weekend for those of you who go by daylight savings times it ends this weekend I don't like the changes. I wish they'd leave it alone. I don't care which one they pick. Just don't change it. Well, in most of the country, the weekend has already begun. As I say, every Friday at this time, I'm kind of jealous because the weekend hasn't started for me. I got another hour. Of course, I do like doing the show, so I guess it goes and it goes really, really fast. Anyways, I, I love doing this financial show. I love helping you grow and protect your investments if I can. And we all need to do that. And, of course, I welcome your phone calls and any of your questions. You can call it right now, 888-99-CHART. If you have any discretionary time over the weekend, I invite you to check out our new online training experience. We call it Invest Talk Academy. It started yesterday. It was first day yesterday. Justin and I are going to take turns every week. He'll be doing it Wednesday at 1 o'clock. I'll be doing it Thursdays at 9 o'clock every other week. So Justin will be up next week, and I'll be up the week after. So we're gonna we're gonna do this every week. We're gonna keep the the classes uh, record them. I'm keeping them there on uh, Invest Talk Academy, so you can listen to them as many times as you want. We're also gonna have little little uh, little little inserts of vignette classes. I don't I haven't decided what we're gonna call them. Uh, we're not gonna call them vignette, but you'll see. I th- what did what did we call it? That's right. We're going to call, I think we're going to call it quick lessons, quick lessons. And these are like three minutes, five minutes, so less than five minutes about some specific thing about the market that you need to learn. And so just Justin and I talking about them and then we discuss them and hopefully that'll help you. We, we, we think it's pretty exciting. To sign up, if you want to go to be part of the Invest Talk Academy, you go to investtalkacademy.com, investtalkacademy.com. $69 a month, class every week. Okay, October, we've talked about it. It's one of the worst months, and it's been one of the worst tech stock months, tech, technology stock months, since 2008, the recession year. Now, with that said, the market opened up to the upside this morning, but it didn't hold. Most of the Dow 30 were in the green, but the overall market didn't hold. The S&P was up. But none of the indexes held up today. Okay. Part of the reason is Apple. Apple was opened up down 13%. So that certainly hurt the market. You know, Apple's, you know, trillion dollar company. Yeah. So why did it open up 13% down? It beat expectations, both earnings and sales. But they guided lower. And they said they're not going to, they're not going to report unit sales of iPhones anymore. Why did they say they wanted, why are they doing that? 
well because iPhones were kind of sales were flat and they're going to move toward a revenue that's more based on services, the services business. And that was to be expected. I think that that makes sense, actually. I think they'll make more money doing it that way. I do. Also, I don't know if you like coffee. I'm, I, I really dislike coffee. I'm probably one of the few people out there I never drink coffee, ever. Uh, I've tasted it many times. I don't even like coffee flavor. You know what I do like, though? I do like the smell of it. Isn't that weird? But I don't like the taste of it. Anyway, Starbucks was up over 9% this morning. 9%. That was pretty good. So, you may or may not like your strong coffee. I don't know. But everyone surely wants strong jobs reports. You see that this morning? 250,000 new jobs. Way more than expected. That was pretty impressive, I thought. Pretty impressive. Well, since it's Friday, I'm going to give you a highlight tour of our, you know, certain expert excerpts from our KPP Premium Newsletter. I usually do that every Friday because that's when it goes out. It goes out Friday morning. I And I, I put effort in this thing. Every Friday, I write it. I start writing it probably uh, sometimes Wednesday, but most of the time on Thursday, I start writing it. And then I finish it up early morning Friday. Um, you know, so it, we're going to talk about some parts of that. But, you know, it's time for you uh, to call, time for me to start answering questions. And my number is 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen Justin. My name's Jake. I'm a podcast subscriber from Chicago. Uh, wanted to get your guys' take on inverse funds uh, with the current state of the market. looks like we could possibly be entering a correction of some sort. I um, just want to get your guys' take on a fund that uh, tracks the inverse of the Dow or the, uh, the NASDAQ. Thanks a lot for the show, you guys. I'm a big fan, and I'll listen to the answer on the podcast. Okay, at this stage, it's too late. We've already had that October correction, and we had, in one of our programs, we had 20-plus percent in the or inverse funds. These are funds that uh, will, will short the indexes or short something. And shorting means they go in the opposite direction of the market. So if the market went down 10% and you had an inverse S&P 500, which I believe is SH, that's the inverse of the S&P 500. That's the power share short S&P 500, which, by the way, we do own. We still own our inverse positions, but yeah, we might be teasing our way out of them shortly. Um yeah, you would have done that in September or before, not uh, not now, not here in November. It's too late. It's too late to the game, so don't do them now. Remember, this is you're entering the best part of the year. October has been historically known for putting in a bottom. Now, I am not telling you that the correction is finished, because there's a lot of there was a lot of damage done, and I'm not sure that there was enough panic out. Not sure about that. But since we did have a 10% correction, it might be time to start teasing some, so putting some of the money back in because there are some very good bargains out there that you got to consider. And, you know, no one knows where the bottom is. I don't. No one knows. Bottom or tops. No one knows. So I can see starting to put some of the money back in. But not getting into shorts at this point. I don't think that's, I don't think it's a good time to do that. Okay, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Premium newsletter went out, the KPP Premium Newsletter. It goes out every Friday. 
Technically speaking, I started off uh, with the you know review in the week, and te- technically speaking, the stock market broke down. The correction is still intact because it broke down. It hasn't. It hasn't. You know, we still we 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 broke down below all moving averages, two hundred day moving average. It broke, and the Fang stocks, the leadership, they're the ones that broke the most. Not all of them. Apple stayed up pretty good but then of course apple broke down today um but man some of them down in bear market territory 20 percent or more and those are the leaders those fang shocks stocks are the leaders using a correction the leaders will reassert themselves not so sure they're going to do it not so sure that they're going to re-emerge we don't know that's why i wrote no, the, uh, the the newsletter the first section so you got to be, you know, the, the newsletter will provide you a look at the week and what the numbers were, what was important. For instance, I mentioned uh, uh, corporate earnings this, that this, this month, in the month of October, about 70% plus of the S&P 500 companies have beat their earnings expectations. Notice that didn't help the stock market go up. And that 70% that beat their earnings expectation. They beat them by more than the normal amount. In other words, they were better than expected and more companies beat their expectations than expected. So so that was a positive sign as far as, you know, corporate earnings and strength of companies and all that stuff. Anyways, obviously in the QPP premium notes, I go to much deeper detail than that, right? I, I do. The portfolio management section, um, I talk about what things matter in is, is And the main thing that really matters is creating shareholder value. The best way to do that is to create a business profit. You know, ultimately, any successful business, any successful business must create sustainable profit. They have to. And therefore, you need to understand the profitability metrics to understand what they are. What's gross margins mean? Do you know what gross margins mean? There is a definition. I gave it to you. There's a definition of what gross margins mean. You know what margin is? That's that's another way of saying profits, by the way, or profits uh, uh, price over the cost of goods and goods and labor and whatever it is it costs, whatever you put into producing that product. But there's different margins, a different kind of margins. Gross margins just one. That was in the letter. And uh, stock ideas, I highlighted a large defense contractor. That's pretty low PE, 15, and has paid about 3% dividend. A couple of, another, two stocks are usually. So as you can tell, there's lots of valuable information in the premium newsletter. You can easily subscribe if you want. Pretty simple. And if you subscribe, you'll receive the full report each Friday directly to your inbox email every Friday. Now, I invite you to ask your financial questions. You can call right now, 888-99-SHART. I'm Steve Peasley, and here's a quick reminder. I will be returning to San Jose uh, next week on the 7th. It's coming up. That's Wednesday. You can register. And you got to register if you want to meet with me. you got to tell me what, and pick a time, and we, I set aside an hour to meet with you. Okay, you can get, we usually look at your portfolios. We talk about where you are, if you're close to retirement, not close to retirement what your financials are and go through all that. Okay, now we're ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART.
Do you ever wonder what your investment strategy is working as well as it could, as well as it should? Well, if you explore the list of strategic investing programs offered to clients of KPP Financial, and you can do this anytime at investtalk.com, you can quickly see just what you may be missing. Okay, the phone lines are open. Steve is here and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to go talk to Chris in Walnut Creek about bank stocks. How you doing, Chris? I'm, I'm good. How you doing, Steve? Good, good. I appreciate the call. I hope my quality of show, because I know it's been bad the last few days. We've been working on it. I hope it's good. Oh. Can you hear me okay? It's, it's good now. It's good now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you got a question um, about bank stocks? About adding um, uh, a few bank stocks in you know in my portfolio, portfolio, uh, Wells Fargo or Bank of America. Um, what do you think about that at this point in the market? Well, uh, bank stocks work really good when interest rates rise slowly. Okay, so they usually are fairly good in that in that kind of scenario. Uh, they work really bad just before recessions start to happen. Uh, they don't do very good in recessions at all. Okay, they don't because there's a lot more defaults on the loans they make. Now, if you're going to go to a big bank, which Bank of America, the ones you two mentioned, are very large bank. Now you got to worry about international uh, international issues. So. I wouldn't necessarily not do them because many of them have a very good, very good numbers. I mean, they're inexpensive and they're growing. But I might want to suggest, Chris, maybe a regional bank here in the United States instead of an international bank, because international banks are a lot harder to analyze. So, but I do think there is some good bargains out there that you, you that your thinking is correct and trying to pick up some bargains. In the financial sector, I think you remember we're not going into recession anytime soon, so I, they still should work. Appreciate the call, thanks, Chris. Eight 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 ninety nine charters our number, everybody. Eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to take our free risk tolerance quiz. I haven't talked about it in a while on investtalk.com. Remember, this is a very simple few questions to ask and gives you a risk score. And a risk score of 80 is the risk of the stock market. So this, if you answer these questions, it'll tell you if you, you feel comfortable with the risk level of the market. So take that go to investtalk.com. You are listening to Invest Talk, streamed and broadcast live Monday through Friday afternoons in the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time and available 24-7 via podcast replays at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to John and Santa Cruz. How are you doing, John? Hi, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Um, well, I bought a position in Kraft Heinz recently, and uh, and it went down 10% today. And I'm just wondering yeah. why a low beta stock like that would go down so significantly. And also, it concerned me a little bit, not very much, but a little bit, that uh, Kramer 
today just blasted Kraft Heinz as being a broken company. And uh, I'm kind of wondering whether that. to buy more. But anyway, that's my question. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Okay, good question. Thanks, John. Yeah, everybody, Kraft Heinz K8C uh, makes food products such as beverages, cheese, convenient meals, and other grocery products. They missed their numbers pretty badly, and they had several reasons why, but it is a $61 billion company. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's broken. It's in pain because it had has work to do to get back, but, you know, it's pretty cheap stock-based, you know, Based on next year's earnings, even if they missed this quarter, they said these were one-time items this quarter. In other words, they said, this won't happen again because this happened in this quarter, and these are the three things that happened. Supply chain disruptions in the Middle East, you know, just things that they said was just a one-time item, and they should bounce back next at the end of the year, this fourth quarter. So, I, you know, when he says that, you know, Kramer, it, you know, likes to, be very flamboyant. I'm going to say, right. Uh, I I probably wait a few days, uh, John. I don't know if I buy it tomorrow or Monday. You know, I want to see if, how it reacts and see where it bottoms out. And it wouldn't bother mm-hmm. me to own this company for the long haul. It pays 4.9 percent dividend. It probably it probably keep it. It's got very good cash flow. Not much debt. I mean, there's good things to say about. Heinz Kraft, and it's pretty defensive in a in a recession because it's a food company. People keep eating in recessions. So isn't no, it a I, I wouldn't, stock also owned sure. by Berkshire Hathaway? I think. Yeah, I think so. Stock, yeah, he, yeah, I think it is, and he he doesn't worry about any of these quarterly reports. He never even never bothers him. Doesn't <laughs> bother. So I would I would I would definitely hold on to it, and I would consider putting it on. I would. I just wait okay. a while. Right, thanks, thanks John. Appreciate the call. Today's main talking point, everybody. The one bull expert, well, just um, one bull expert, ex- predicts stocks will surge eight percent to new highs by year end. Okay, surge eight percent. Well, they just fell ten percent. <laughs> you know, for the month of uh, October. Uh, so he's he's just expecting a, a rebound. Nothing major. Well, I'll, we'll talk about that. I'll tell you what I think about that. Also, how retirees can save on drugs payments, you know, buying drugs, even if you have coverage. There's a little trick here that I didn't know about that I'm going to share with you. Uh, The strong labor market is not bringing back older workers. That's another point I want to talk about. We're talking about 55 years and older. Why? Two reasons are cited as to why. And of course, I got to talk about the jobs report that came out today. It was 250,000 jobs. Got to talk about it. Didn't change the unemployment rate. Still at 3.7%, but that's really, 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 really low. I mean, we're talking about what? How many years ago has been that low? And it's still there. And it's 250,000 jobs. They didn't expect that. That's way more than they expected. And I do have an email here. Want to talk about... Um, I don't know if how many people out there have heard of these called baby bonds. Have you ever heard of baby bonds? Baby bonds. What are they? And he wanted some more information about them, so I'm going to share that with you today as well. Those are things we're going to talk about. But what do you want to talk about? The market was down. The Dow was down 110 points. NASDAQ down 77. 
and the S&P down 17. So we did, you had a pretty big down month. The last three days or so, it bounced. And then today, not feeling so good about it today. There was a part of today it felt pretty good when there was talk about, have you noticed, have you been paying attention to this trade talk with China? Every time Trump says, well, we had a great talk. Remember he said that? We had a great talk and the market went up. And every time that, well, maybe it's not so great, oh, the market went down. I have a feeling that if we ever get a settlement with China, that market, that'll be positive for the market. And it should be positive. And, of course, next week is the election, right? The election next week. Okay, email. Uh, I got an email from a guy named Jeffrey. He says, um, please elaborate on the stock exchange, trade, stock exchange traded baby bonds. Um, my thinking is the principal the principal would be less reactive to interest rates because the banks are not interested in baby bonds. And he's absolutely right. What does that mean that's less reactive? Why would they not be reactive? Why wouldn't interest rates drive these down? We're not saying it wouldn't react. It would be less reactive. Baby bonds. There's specific reasons why. And I'm going to go over that when we come back right after this. Monday on Invest Talk, the phenomena of spending more money once you begin to make more money. It can have pretty big financial consequences, right? How lifestyle creep can ruin your future. That story is on Monday. I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions now. 888-99-CHART. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call Talk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? YCharts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable. YCharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use YCharts every day. YCharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YChart has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bluebird Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious, get YCharts. This is InvestTalk. 
And if you live anywhere in Northern California, Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose on November 7th. It's coming up fast, and you can register now at investtalk.com. Steve's portfolio review appointments are free, but they are limited. Okay, you've got finance and investment questions, and you can get unbiased answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay, so I got an email about baby bonds, a question about baby bonds. What are baby bonds? Bonds, of course, you know, are issued at par. Bonds are issued at increments of 1,000, 5,000, 10,000, 100,000. Baby bonds are issued at par in increments of less than 1,000. Now, why would they do that? Well, because there's a couple of reasons why it could happen. might be a small company and they don't. Uh, they are not interested in, they don't need that much money. So maybe they're only issuing $50,000 in bonds or a million dollars of bonds and they just don't need a lot of money. So, but they still want the bonds to be issued. Big, big corporation. And, and, and um, Jeffrey is absolutely correct. His thinking is the principle that is the principle would be less reactive to interest rates. So if interest rates on a baby bond is 7%, he's saying that it might, you know, even though most bonds would react if interest rates go up, maybe these smaller denomination bonds wouldn't be as reactive. They still would react. Don't think they wouldn't, but they probably would be less. I don't know how much less. I've never studied that. These baby bonds are really designed for individual investors, for small people. And there's a danger with them. Because, you know, big companies wouldn't issue these bonds. So it's always smaller companies. Therefore, they're more risky. So now, if they're corporate baby bonds. But they could be, it could be uh, government baby bonds as well. Baby bonds only refers to that they are sold at less than $1,000 par. So anybody can issue them. Big company can issue them if they wanted to. They just don't. Because that's not efficient. Kind of an interesting question, though. Okay, let's finish. So that's that's my take on those baby bonds, everybody. Now, what is today's main talking point? Okay, main talking point. Well, stocks will surge about eight percent, according to this one bowl. Uh, you know, we're getting stories from everybody thinking that it's going to go up, it's going to go down. I'm reading a lot of both sides, so I, you know that no one really knows. But this guy is using um, historical, and I do too. I use the same thing: historical trends, historical historical uh, tendencies, and it it is very historical that we bottom in October and we have a rally into the end of the year, and into next year even. The last three months and the first three months of the year are pos- are stronger than the other six months of the year. And usually we, my my sense is we're going to have a year-end rally. And my sense is it's not going to be that big. And it's just tailing on with this guy, 8%. I don't think it's very big in two months. I mean, from a 10% correction, I I don't think it's that big. Uh, So it's not like, you know, we're going to have a huge run up. We're not. We can have another retest of the lows. And we may get lower before we have that run up. 
But we're coming, you know, the election is Tuesday night. That's going to be one unknown that's behind us. And that's one of the things this guy quotes as to why he thinks that this, uh, we'll get the run-up after the election because all the uncertainty about the election will be past us and the, the, the stock market participants then look forward again. And, you know, earnings are so strong. I don't think that's going to be it. The big thing out there, there's just two major headwinds I see. And that is the Federal Reserve itself, because they have a tendency to be too aggressive and push us into a recession. And then there's the trade talks with China, the trade dispute, the trade war, whatever you want to call it. Those are our two headwinds. Now, what if the trade China disappears, that headwind disappears? The market's going to like that. But I don't think the Fed, with the jobs report, I don't think the Fed's changing its mind one iota about not about raising interest rates. They are going to continue to raise interest rates. And I think we are just going to have to get used to it. I think they'll raise them in December. And they've said they're going to raise them more next year. I'll talk about why I think that's going to happen. I mean, it certainly looks like it to me. Our Friday Invest Talk continues now, and we are going to fit in another caller question. This came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve or Justin. My name is Jonathan from Nevada. I was looking at ticker symbol CLM, Cornerstone Strategic Value Fund. Just wanted to know what you guys think about the... They announced on August 9th that uh, they're going to keep the monthly dividend at 23 cents. Just trying to see what you guys think about it. The stock has went down a couple of dollars in the past month or two. Just want to know what you think. Thank you. Okay, Cornerstone Value Fund. This is a closed-in fund investing in equity securities of U.S. and non-U.S. companies for capital appreciation. Cornerstone Strategic Value Fund is what it is. I'm not sure exactly what's in it. Uh, I'd have to take a look to see. Uh, this is this is a closed-in fund instead of an open-in fund, like an ETF, an ETF exchange-traded fund, but this is closed-in, meaning there's a finite number of shares versus an infinite number of shares in an open-in fund. All mutual funds are opened-in, almost all, and many, many, many ETFs are opened-in, uh, but there are closed-in funds. So, therefore, since it's closed-in, it can sell at a discount or premium to its holdings because there might be a lot of demand for this fund or there might not be any demand for this fund. So demand, supply and demand plays a part. So should you buy it? Should you own it? It, it says it pays a 22.7% dividend. I'm going to find that very difficult to believe because that's not sustainable. There's no way. Think about it this way. If you're going to pay 22% and you're a $12 stock and you're paying 22% uh, 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 out in the form of a dividend, where is that money coming from? There is no stocks that pay anywhere near that much money, right? What's your highest dividend paying stock? AT&T pays, what, 6 7%? How are you getting 22%? Well, you may say, well, maybe they're playing, you know, they're buying and selling options. Maybe they're doing something tricky. 
How are they paying 22%? That should be your first question in your mind, and it should be a, a suspicion of yours that it's not possible. Now, maybe this it's a closed in and selling at a huge discount to the value, and maybe you know, it, it's not impossible. It's just not probable that it, it can, and, and certainly not sustainable. So don't fall in love with that 22% dividend. I have a feeling that might be what happened. It could be just a one-time dividend they, they paid that amount. Remember, I don't know what kind of, it's Cornerstone Strategic Value Fund. Just by the title, you would think it's buying value stocks. Therefore, there'll be dividends, but it won't be 22% dividends being paid. Symbol CLM, everybody. CLM. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we're, we stream and broadcast Invest Talk live at the 4 to 5 o'clock hour Pacific time every weekday. And it's also available 24 hours a day, seven days a week via archive podcast at investtalk.com. Be sure to subscribe to Invest Talk Podcast. You can do it on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Then take a second to rate and review us. We appreciate that. And now the lines are open. We are taking your financial investing questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they are committed to reason and common sense guidance. And that can help make you a better investor. And this philosophy is implemented for KPP clients and across all Invest Talk platforms, broadcast radio, live streaming, podcast replays, plus the KPP Premium Newsletter, Invest Talk webinars, and the new online training class, Invest Talk Academy. Principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein have over 60 years of combined experience in portfolio and money management. You can reach out to Steve or Justin by calling their Dana Point, California KPP Financial Office or by sending them a message through investtalk.com. The Invest Talk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to go to Jose in San Francisco. How are you doing, Jose? Pretty good, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Um, I'd, like to know, I'd like to know your thoughts on IBM. Is it a good time to get in now, or should I wait for another pullback if there is a- I, don't, I don't. I don't know if we're going to get another pullback. IBM has fallen in October, got really beat up, went from $152.53 to $115 uh, today. And it looks like the last three days, three days is trying to move sideways, is trying to you know, stabilize. And I kind of like it in this price, Jose, because it's so cheap. Okay, they're going to make $13.94 next year. They're going to make $13.80 this year, $13.73 last year. Okay, that's not a lot of money in growth. It's not. And IBM is more of a service company instead of being a you know big blue computer sales company. Um, big blue, uh, probably young people don't remember, but that's what they were – they were known by Big Blue because they sold these big blue computers that took up a whole room. <laughs> they call them Big Blue. But anyways, it's an APE. It's $115 stock and make $13.94. That's a tremendous amount of money. And it pays a 5.4% dividend. Jose, I, you're, I think you're doing the right thing and looking at to buy it. I might give it 
maybe two or three more days to see if it stabilizes, continues to go sideways. And then, yeah, I pick it up. I kind of like it. Great. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Jose. You just got to be you got to be patient. You got you know. Meanwhile, while you're waiting, it's going it's to pay you five point four percent. It's not going away. It's a hundred billion dollar company. So yeah, I, I think it's a good time. If you want, you need a big blue chip stock in your portfolio. I like big blue IBM. I think it's fine. Yeah, you're never going to get huge growth, but that's okay. You'll get a bounce. I can see it going back to one hundred fifty bucks. Easy. Easy. 888-99 chart. How retirees can save big money on drugs. Now, if you have insurance and you go buy drugs, you usually have a copay, right? I know I do. I think my copay is 50 bucks for any drugs we get. 50 bucks, or it could be more even. Uh, that's my copay. Do you realize that the, when you go there and your copay is 50 bucks, that the drug itself could be cost less than 50 bucks? Did you know that? But you're still co-paying 50 bucks? You can, one out of four co-payments are higher than the cost of the drug. One out of four. There's been a study about this from the Journal of American Medical Association. You know, they're the, they're the it when it comes to medical information. One out of four co-payments made is more than the drug cost itself. So how do you, you know, because if you want to pay cash, you just, this, this is what you mean. This is how you do this. You say, you want to pay cash. You say, I don't want it to go through my medical insurance. They'll be fine with that. Why would they care? They don't have to do the paperwork. It's simpler and it's more profitable for them to sell it to you directly at the cost of the drug. You have to sit down with the pharmacist and talk to them. Here's the drugs. Here's the three drugs I take. What do they cost if I wanted to pay cash versus sending it through my insurance? Find out. And then just pay cash. It's not. It's not a secret. It's not some sneaky thing. It's none. None of that. It's none of that. You just have to find out. You, you know, we're in, I didn't know that. So it's news to me. I, I you know, I'm. I'm definitely going to think about that when I buy drugs. I mean, come on. Why wouldn't you? So that's all it is. Your copay sometimes is more than a drug cost, and you just got to talk to your pharmacist about that. Now, isn't that interesting? I thought so. Strong labor market is not bringing in older workers. And we're talking about workers 55 years and older. Why not? There's two reasons why. This study said the two reasons why. And how they know that there's not bringing in older workers is by this, the, uh, the percentage of older workers in January of this year, 55 and older, of the working population that have jobs was 2.5%. And it fell to 1% by September. So the job market is not attracting older workers. They quote two reasons. Older workers, especially women, especially women, face age discrimination. Now, I do know there's age discrimination out there, especially in tech industry. They want the young, smart guys. They don't want older people that skills are getting kind of rusty. And you can see why. It's understandable. But you can't discriminate based on age. Also, the other reason is that most of the jobs available for the older person is low quality. They don't like, they're low quality jobs. 
So it's not attracting. So these these people 55 and older are preferring just to retire, not to work. I'm sure that's a, one of them. That's probably a third reason, I would think. This is Invest Talk, and I'm Steve Peasley. The weekend for me is only about 10 minutes away. I'm looking forward to it. And good news, we keep our anytime listening lines open around the clock, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So you can call now or you can call later and leave your investment questions. But for now, I'm taking your calls live at 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, how lifestyle creep can ruin your future. That story Monday. But now, Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. Okay, let's go ahead and talk to Farouk and Freeman. How you doing, Farouk? I'm doing good. Thank you very much for taking my call. Uh, I have a question about AT&T and Verizon. I'm looking for a, a dividend stock uh, to add uh-huh. to portfolio. So uh, what what do you think about them and which would be a better one between them? Well, um, can you buy both? <laughs> <laughs> um, AT&T yeah, has a been in a yeah I, I like them both AT&T pays 6.9% 6.6% dividend it bottomed right around $29.50 and it goes from $30 to $37 back to $30 back to yeah it's been doing that for some time now now AT&T is not as good a stock as Verizon Verizon uh is a better run company in my personal opinion. Now their dividends 4.3% and they held up very well in this most recent fall in the stock market. So I, I, I it's hard for Farouk, it would be hard for me to pick one over the other because I like them both. And that's why I'm saying, can, can you possibly invest in both? Maybe take a half position each? Because uh, I do like them. And I think they're really good blue chip stocks to hold in your portfolio. They, they, you know, they always, they're, they're, they will always pay that dividend. They will always have a good, solid business model, and it's one of those blue chip stocks you can put in your portfolio and just leave it alone. So I would test. Thank both. you very much. Fruit. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Okay, jobs report. I want to mention the jobs report. Two hundred fifty thousand jobs when they only expected like hundred thirty or so thousand for last month. 250,000 new jobs for October. Now, uh, some of the market watch economists expected 208, but I've seen most of them were about 150 or less, the experts. So the unemployment rate stayed at 3.7%, which is, you know, very low. But the part of this report that we really need to look at and what's happening and what is the it is the salary part increase in pay over the last 12 months 3.1 percent it was 2.8 percent now it's 3.1 percent now and that that's the highest it's been since 2009 why is that important because it goes to the federal reserve what they do remember they've been whining about inflation is coming and they're worried about inflation and this number doesn't it kind of indicates that the labor market is pretty much 
at full capacity, so salaries are starting to increase. Now, just because they're starting to increase doesn't mean that inflation is out of control or anything, but the Federal Reserve likes to keep on top of it. I think they, I, I, finally, people are getting some wages that mean something, wage increases, and of course, the Federal Reserve wants to take the, the party bowl away from everybody by raising interest rates. So the the part and part of this is it looks like the job, labor, the job market is pretty much at capacity. We're seeing wages starting to increase, and the Federal Reserve is going to freak out, and they're going to keep raising rates. The, the Federal Reserve is what you have to watch out for, everybody. The Federal Reserve, when they raise interest rates, they usually go too far and push us into recession. Where are we along that path? I can't tell you. No one can tell you. I think they should stop. And I think they should let inflation take hold a little bit. Because we have very little evidence of inflation. This is, a, this is evidence of inflation. But it's just starting. And it's not out of control by any means. And that's really what you're worried about is out of control inflation. You want to keep it under control. We don't have any deflation or worry about deflation. And I think it's, you know, it's fine that the Fed wants to keep an eye on inflation. And we all should too. But I think the Fed is going to push it too far. They're the ones, if they keep insisting on raising rates and we start to see more cracks in the economy, are they going to keep pushing rates up even if they see inflation uh, coming but the economy is starting to turn? Are they going to keep raising the rate? I think they will. You'll be learning much more about white charts and did you know that you could get a free white charts trial? We could do that. We love white charts. Lots of information. And you can get a good discount too. If you mention Invest Talk, mention Invest Talk, you'll get a discount. So not only a free trial, but a discount. Just not use white charts all the time. I have a nice I want you to have a nice weekend, everybody. And thanks for listening. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlos Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlos Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.